When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's Odds and End Zones, a podcast feature of MileHighReport.com. From props to parlays to totals and spreads, it's time to sweat it out. Here are your hosts, Ian St. Clair and Adam Malnati. Well, Ian, I love that it's week 10 because in Broncos country, it's week 10 to see. Ha 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 ha. Got him. Can't go wrong with a dad joke. Got to start somehow. So, all right. So we we didn't have a, a show last week. It was a bye week. You were in London after the Jags game. Congratulations on bringing luck to the Denver Broncos on their trip to London. Finally, right? That's that's the first time in three trips that they actually came away with a win, traveling across the old Atlantic Ocean there. So uh, nice work. Good on you. Well, I I can't take credit for it. But the one thing I said in my game ball after the game is I was blown away at how Broncos country traveled for the game at Wembley stadium, because I mean, I, we talked with Michael and column who are from Ireland and they do the Irish NFL show column does the Dublin to Denver podcast. So we've known that there was a contingency in Ireland and the UK, but I had no idea just how big it was. It was incredible. The day before the game, the night before the game, after my wife and I got back from doing a tour of Windsor Castle, Stonehenge, and Bath, Bum. we met up at a bar in London, and it was just it was packed. So many fans from around the UK, and then obviously Michael and and Colin from Ireland, and other fans from Ireland and Scotland. 
but also Germany and Italy throughout Europe. I was going to say, I was, I was shout out Carlos Guri. I know he listens. Carlos Guri from Italy. So there's a, there's the Italian contingency for, for good measure as well. Throw out the Italians in there. Come on. So it was it was a Jags home game, and it was weird to hear them chanting Duval at Wembley Stadium. It's just it's weird to hear them chanting their county, even when they're playing in Duval County. But to hear it in London just seems stupid. But it it was there were so many Broncos fans at Wembley Stadium. If you haven't seen my video on Twitter, I tweeted out the touchdown. And just the reaction from across Wembley Stadium. And it just, it, it was remarkable that Broncos country traveled as well as they did. And I think they'll do it again on Sunday against the Titans. So what you're telling me is it was like being in Los Angeles for a Chargers game? Or San Diego. <laughs> either either place. I mean, I, the Chargers play in Los Angeles now, which is why I'm they do. I just Whatever, it's all good. All right, so uh, that was a good win. They they definitely needed it, but there there were some some issues there. I don't want to get too far into the weeds as far as recapping that game. But one of the things that did stand out to me that I think is a carryover that there has to be cons- uh, some concern for in Week Ten against Tennessee. And I'm going to go on the offensive side first. It took them an entire half of football to really um, get into the offensive mode of things. And I know I was tweeting about it. I know there was a lot of consternation out there about how bad this team looked on offense in the first half. But then they did turn it around and, and looked better in the second half. It wasn't perfect. They still only had uh, three scores, it, it, but they scored a touchdown in the third quarter, which uh, was a big theme on Mile High Report uh, before the Jags game because, it, I mean, that was just one of those things that really stood out. And that's going to be a, a, an issue for this game as well is can you and, and can the Broncos – continue what they did in the second half and maybe move away from what took place in the first half against the Jaguars. And and I'm just going to jump right into the keys to the game here because I think that's a good place for us to start. And I know your key is a little different. They got to put up points. They have to score points to beat Tennessee. And if, if they can't score at least four touchdowns in this game, if they can't find a way to sort of match what I believe Tennessee is going to do, it's not going to matter, uh, and and they're not going to be able to to come away with a win uh, against this Titans team that, quite frankly, looks um, a little banged up on offense and has some clear struggles, uh, but I, I still think is going to do some things on offense that will make it necessary for Russell Wilson to do some actual cooking. And if they can't do that, it ain't going to happen. Before I get my key to the game, Go for it. I joked at halftime from London. I was like, was that half as bad in the U.S. as it was here? Yeah, the exchange rate was definitely, yeah, in effect. In terms of your key to the game, Jeff Essery in the game preview that published on Wednesday at milehighreport.com had a great one tied into yours, and it's to score early. Because if they're if they're able to do that, that offsets my key to the game which is load up to stop the run. To me, the biggest issue from that game in London against Jacksonville was the inability to stop Travis Etienne. He rushed for 156 yards, averaged 6.5 yards per carry. Now you're going against the best running back in football. 
in Derrick Henry. He went off against the Chiefs. The only reason the Chiefs won that game against Tennessee on Sunday night was because of Patrick Mahomes. If Ryan Tannehill plays instead of Malik Willis, the Titans probably win that football game. Now, you know the biggest bugaboo for the Broncos defense is stopping the run. Oh, and this defense can't tackle worth a crap. And you're going against a guy who runs over people. So I, I to me, they have to load up to stop the run. And that's especially true if Malik Willis is the quarterback. Because he's a rookie. He's not good. He may turn into something that's good. But you could literally put 10 guys in the box and say, hey, Pat Sertan, cover all of their receivers because they're not going to be able to throw it. Because A.J. Brown isn't here. Um, that's a subtle shot there. Very subtle. I, I Yeah, I, I have to say it was interesting to see the run, the, the run defense be the weakness against the Jags. We have grown accustomed to uh, this defense essentially carrying the Broncos. And I, I have seen people make this statement and I wonder how true it is. And I usually dismiss it as that's ridiculous. This is the NFL, but I have seen this statement made a few times about offenses, not uh, gearing up for the Denver Broncos. Like they do for other teams, not putting in any extra wrinkles, not uh, creating any sort of, uh, I, I don't know, mismatches or, or worrying about that as much points aren't as important. They aren't as big of a premium against the Broncos because their offense isn't any good. And I've seen this argument for the last several years now. And, and I'm not saying that it's true or factual. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that. But it is an interesting thought. Is it possible that offenses in the NFL look at the Broncos and go, we can go vanilla this week and probably be okay and not worry about you know throwing something in that they're not going to be able to handle because – they're so bad on offense that we can outscore them. We can score 13 and hold them to 10. I don't, I don't know if that's true, but I feel like there is some thought, especially with this game against Tennessee, they don't have to do anything special. They don't have to. I don't believe that they have to get uh, you know, 250 to 300 passing yards. I think they can rely very heavily on Derrick Henry, and they probably believe that as well, which is why resting Ryan Tannehill another week or maybe not having him available doesn't hurt them as much in their own minds, which is what makes scoring points so important. And yeah, gear up, stop the run, do everything you can to contain Derrick Henry. I think back a couple years ago when Marcus Mariota was essentially uh, mentally destroyed by the Denver Broncos, the other thing that they did in that game is they stopped Derrick Henry. He did have, they had no effect on that game. I don't know if this defense can do that. You, may, you raise a really good point there and one that makes me a little nervous as someone who doesn't want the Broncos to lose. The other the other thing to keep in mind with all of this now is the other side of the line of scrimmage. The Tennessee Titans have a remarkable defensive line and they were in Patrick Mahomes' grill all game long on Sunday night. And Patrick Mahomes was unbelievable with the way that he was able to keep those plays alive. It was like John Elway-esque. I don't know if Russell Wilson is capable of doing that. I don't know if the Broncos' offensive line is going to be able to slow down this Titans' defensive line. Keep in mind, Jeffrey Simmons 
was apparently in a walking boot. Justin Simmons. Just no Jeffrey oh, Simmons. Jeffrey Sim- Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. The defensive Back lineman up. for Tennessee. He was in a walking boot, but if he plays, he's going to annihilate He'll the interior of that Broncos offensive line, even if he is hobbled with a with a leg injury. So that's another thing to keep in mind because the Tennessee Titans have a vulnerable defense, but they're one of the best against the run. So if the Broncos want any shot of keeping Russell Wilson upright, making plays down the field, it's going to have to be with them also running the football. And that's a, that that's going to be a huge test Absolutely. for this Broncos offense. Absolutely. And I brought up Justin Simmons cause I uh, saw today that uh, today's Wednesday for us uh, that he didn't practice. So I don't know what's going on with that. And so I was a little nervous that you were going to talk about Justin Simmons being in a, in a boot. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So I don't think that's what's going on. I maybe jumped the gun on that, but I do know he didn't practice on Wednesday uh, for the Broncos. So that's going to f- affect the the defense as well. This game is, is shaping up to be um, odd and perhaps very maddening in, in, and what, boring. Could, in what could be going on uh, with with the Broncos and the Titans here. Um, let's, let's go ahead and jump to our players to watch here just because let's, let's find something to look at as we go. Uh, offensive side of the ball first, I'm going to let you go. I'm going with the offensive line. I'm going with the interior. I'm going with Graham Glasgow, who's probably going to be the starting center, Quinn Meneers, and Dalton Reisner. They're going to have to play the games of their lives against this Titans defensive line because what they did against the Chiefs, they're going to do it again against the Denver Broncos. Yeah, and and to play off of that, my player to watch is Russell Wilson, and I, I don't usually take Russell Wilson. I haven't in a while. Um, but to me, Russell Wilson becomes, uh, because of that situation, because of the factor of knowing that the offensive line could be, uh, <laughs> could be a, a bit of Swiss cheese, uh, it is going to be imperative on Russell Wilson to extend plays, to prevent uh, the the defense from just rolling over him and, and kind of get himself out of the pocket. Uh, my hope is that on top of that, uh, Nathaniel Hackett will recognize that and he will um, make adjustments accordingly, which terrifies me because I'm not sure he knows how to do that. But that would be something uh, to hope for. Uh, what about on the defensive side? I'm going to be boring and go the interior of the defensive line because <laughs> they're going to have consistent. DJ Jones, Draymond Jones, Mike Purcell, those guys are going to have to get pressure and they're going to have to tackle. They're going to have to be able to limit Derrick Henry and they're the first level. If he's getting to the second level of the linebackers or the safeties, it is going to be a long day for this Broncos defense so it starts up front they're gonna have to limit him to under four yards if they're if he's averaging five or above again it is going to be a very long day for the Broncos defense and they're going to get tired which they already do because the Broncos go three and out so much yeah yeah I you know it's interesting the other the other player that didn't practice I believe on Wednesday was and you might want to double check my words here I think it was Baron Browning uh, who right. I saw did, that didn't practice, and, and he didn't play in London. And either. He did not play in London, exactly. So there, there's there's some some banged upness, if you will. Uh, I suppose the, my guy to watch this week is going to be Josie Jewell. Um, 
just the linebackers in general. I mean, because that second level is going to be so important to containing Derrick Henry and preventing him from going off. I, I just, I look at this game and it's just so obvious what needs to happen on both sides of the ball, on offense and on defense for the Broncos to win. Everybody knows what needs to happen. They've got to score points and the the offensive line has to sort of hold firm and give Russell Will, Russell Wilson time to, to play. And the, the defensive line and the linebacker score for Denver has to stop Derrick Henry. It's those two things. That's it. I just named it. That's all that's got to happen. And they seem to be the most difficult tasks in the NFL right now. It's terrifying, but that's what's got to happen. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to watch one of the – you pick a linebacker. I went with Josie Jewell, whatever, don't matter. So that right there makes it uh, – makes this game, as you said, boring, predictable, but also – fairly obvious as to what you're going to be paying attention to and what should be happening in this game, which also means that maybe things will get weird. You never know. Sometimes when it's that obvious, things get a little weird, but I don't, that's not my bold prediction for this week. And to tie in the betting reference and all of this, it's fascinating to me that the line opened at three and a half for the Titans as the favorite and the Titans are still the favorite, but it's dropped down to, to minus two. So if you were going to do it, hopefully you jumped on the Broncos minus three and a half because minus two is not plus two is not nearly as valuable for the Broncos. It's more valuable for the Titans if you wanted to bet the Titans. So, but that all ties into my lock. Two of them, my betting locks for the week are hammer the under and it currently sits at 37. It opened at 38 and a half. I might be a little bit hesitant with 37, but I still think it's going to be under because even when the Broncos scored 21 points last week and the Jaguars scored or two weeks ago and the Jaguars scored 17, it was still 38. So the under still hit. The under is seven and one this year in Broncos games. Hammer the under. The other lock for the week over any Derrick Henry rushing total. Carries, yards, all of it over. I like that. And anytime touchdown, Derrick Henry, yeah, anytime touch. And you might, my bold prediction, do two, two touchdowns for Derrick Henry. Do it. I, I feel Anything like that Derrick feels Henry, obvious. Bet it. That feels obvious to me. I like it. So, so I am going to, uh, I'm going to do two things for you. I'm going to give you my props. Uh, I have one prop and it's, but it's three props all in one. Uh, currently at DraftKings, because most of the bets aren't out right now. And we've discovered, and we know that, uh, for a lot of these things, they don't come out until later anyway. But the three that are up there for rushing and receiving that you can get right now is the over-under for passing yards uh, or receiving yards, excuse me, for Cortland Sutton, Greg Dulcich, Jerry Judy. Cortland Sutton, the over-under sits at 53.5. Greg Dulcich sits at 40.5. Jerry Judy sits at 50.5 for the over-under. Just just hit the under on all three of those. Just That's where, that's where my prop bet is on that. But it sort of goes counter to my bold prediction for this game. And my bold prediction has to do with the score. Uh, so do we want to jump into the score so we can get into the bold predictions? I'll give my bold prediction first. Do it. It ties into all of my props. Derrick Henry over 200 yards rushing. Boom. I like it. And and the two touchdowns, as I recall. And two uh, touchdowns. Yeah, I like that. That's a, I like the twos on that. That's very two-y of you. Uh, not a lot of tens, but that's all right. Uh, I My bold prediction is, is about the score. And it is counter to your hammer the under, which when I wrote this down, I wrote it down with Derrick Henry in mind, 
and the Broncos need to play catch up. I've got Tennessee winning this game. So my bold prediction and my score prediction all in one 32, 21 Tennessee, a lot of points for Tennessee. Cause I think they're going to, they're going to score a lot on the ground. Denver's going to have to play some catch up. I think they get three touchdowns here. That's I feel like that's bold. I wouldn't I wouldn't do it if I were you, but that's my prediction. I cannot imagine a, a Tennessee offense quarterback quarterbacked by Malik Willis getting 32 points. Why? You just hand it to Derrick Henry and he does the rest. Uh, well, I mean, I think that would happen, but we'll see. I to me my, my score prediction is Tennessee 17 Broncos 13 that would get you your under for sure that's that's a more uh reasonable prediction and th- and that's okay so it's um, predictable it's pretty it's a it, and i think what we've discovered is that with this game uh and everything team. feels very predictable absolutely and so that's just what we're gonna do i like that all right let's do this we have we have uh, we have an opportunity to try something here. Let's jump right into our look at the league here. The uh, NFL schedule, take a look at some of the games. Uh, AFC West obviously has has some stuff going on. We'll look at the rest of the games uh, and, and whatnot. Let's just jump right into it here. So just looking at the schedule, uh, AFC West, Jaguars get to play the Chiefs this week. So that's fun. The Colts and the Raiders, which <laughs> what's going on with the Colts? And then uh, we have to talk about that. We, oh, like, absolutely. And then the that, Sunday night game is Chargers 49ers. And the Chargers don't have anybody healthy. So to me, the, the Chiefs get an easy win. That spread is nine and a half. I'd bet the Chiefs, that's that's that sweet spot spread number, minus nine and a half. Bet that for the Chiefs. That They will definitely beat the Jaguars by at least 10 points. The fact that the Chargers aren't going to have anybody healthy against that 49ers defense and the 49ers are coming off the bye and the Chargers defense sucks against the run and there's going to be Christian McCaffrey carrying the football. The spread is plus seven. Bet that 49ers are going to destroy the Chargers. The game, I, I can't. Yeah, the, I'm not, I'm not even going to talk hell? about Chiefs, Jaguars, or 49ers. What Chargers. the hell is going on said. in Indianapolis? Because I, Jim Ursay. That news conference, the first one, where he was talking about how I I I, just, I don't even know what the hell is going on in Indianapolis. For those who don't know, he named Jeff Saturday the interim head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. A guy who's not on staff, a guy who's never coached. coaching experience is high school, and I think the last and he was year, terrible as a high he school was three coach. and seven, and they fired him. They fired Jeff Saturday. You imagine a, a high school football team firing a former NFL player like that's. I, I I assume it happens. I'm sure it happens. But are you serious? And Jim Ursay thinks, yeah, yeah, that's how we're gonna write the ship. We're gonna bring in Jeff Saturday, and then on top of it. What is it? How old is this kid that they hired to call plays? 30? He's like 30. And he's never, ever, ever been a play caller. Like he helped Frank Reich script plays, but has never been a play caller. So what's clear is Jim Irsay was on a bender and has now put himself in a position where he's, wow, did I do that? Oh, I guess I'm going to have to go forward with it. And Chris Ballard. (laughs) What? The hell, I I mean, th- clearly it, it, 
here's my here's my best explanation for this. They're in full tank mode. They have to be because they haven't had a quarterback since Andrew Luck suddenly retired on the Colts. So this is Jim Ursay on his Coke-fueled alcohol bender where he's taking photos of taking a dump on his jet. All things that he's done, by Saturday. the way. Look it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it has to be so that they can completely tank and get the number one pick. If if I was Josh McDaniels right now, which thank God I'm not, but if I was, uh, I would be just thanking my lucky stars. I would be uh, praying to the football gods and and thanking them for creating Jim Ursay and giving me the opportunity to get this thing turned around because. They have, they, the Raiders, I think is, they have given up three 17 point leads this year. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, not good. Not stat good. Of, stat of the day. Stat of the week. <laughs> Prior to Josh McDaniels, from 1960 to this year, the Raiders had given up five games where they led by 17 or more points. This season, Josh McDaniels has already done it three times. So everyone listening to this knows we hate the Raiders. I am hoping beyond hope that Jeff Saturday and this utter clown show in Indianapolis beats Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. Oh, it would be so, it would just be such such wonderful it would be wonderful thanksgiving time uh yeah any anything bad that happens to uh <laughs> to Josh McDaniels is good in my opinion so so that's the hope there all right let's let's look at the rest of the league anything we got to see throughout the rest of the league i'm looking at the schedule here i, I mean bills vikings may not be as interesting a game uh, as we had hoped it would be with, with the potential injury to Josh Allen uh that UCL and is he, always an issue. I don't think he's going to play. Yeah, I, I because I this is an that. NFC game and the reason that's important they currently have home field advantage over the Kansas City Chiefs. If the Bills lose this game, they're a game behind the Kansas City Chiefs. Now they have the tiebreaker. So if they finish with the same record because of the head to head, the Bills get that win, but the way the Kansas City Chiefs are playing right now, the way Patrick Mahomes is playing right now, and the fact that the Bills just lost to the Jets, the Dolphins are nipping at their heels. They've already beat the the Dolphins have already beat the Bills. Things could get dicey for the Buffalo Bills. Considering I I made the I wouldn't call it a bold prediction, but I made the statement that this was a team that I thought could go undefeated this year. Uh, to see them having lost to the Jets, now they've got Josh Allen injured. They've already lost to the. I mean, this is a, a the the Bills are a very 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 good football team that sometimes looks incredibly flawed, which is is a weird thing to say. And now throw an injury into their franchise quarterback, a guy who after he injured his UCL threw a football over fifty yards. Like it was nothing, although you could tell it really hurt him. I, this this is a big shift in the NFL in in the season, just because the Bills could sort of become uh, an afterthought heading into the playoffs if 
Josh Allen is out for an extended period of time, and they keep struggling to win games that they really should win. And I'm mad at the Bills anyway because they were. I had a seven-team parlay going. They were the only team that lost. Just serious. Anyway, all right. That's uh, that's more betting advice. It's always the one leg that will kill your parlay. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.